BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. This is our weekly waiver wire show. We are heading into week 15. This is, generally speaking, the first week of the fantasy football playoffs in standard 12-team leagues. Obviously, if you are in a high-stakes format, FFPC, NFFC, uh, you know, those the, the waiver moves are going to be done there. Uh, I commend all of you for making the fantasy football playoffs at uh, at this stage. Not easy. We have had just like a really crazy season. So many quarterback injuries. So many guys who are picked in the first three rounds of leagues have been injured. But don't don't stop working right now. You know, as we know, every single year in fantasy football, there are guys who are injury fill-ins at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. These guys are going to decide titles. You know, it's it's not insane that Ty Chandler is going to end up being, you know, kind of the most valuable running back pickup of the entire season if he rips off a bunch of 20 fantasy point games here in the playoffs. So as always, we do quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Uh, obviously, the show's getting a little bit shorter. We, we, we kind of know who is available, so we're just reacting to injuries and changes in playing time. I mean, NFL teams largely know who they are right now. So beginning at quarterback, we have to start with Jake Browning. I really, I, I can't help but buy into this experience. The Bengals, most importantly, I think, have one of the best skill position groups in the NFL. Browning is completing 75% of his passes with 9.1 yards per attempt. I think some regression is obviously coming, but he's playing at a relatively high level. He's probably my favorite backup quarterback to hold right now. So, you know, if we're looking at the Will Levis, Drew Locke, Joe Flacco, Gardner Minshew, Baker Mayfield, Tommy DeVito group of guys, I, I think Browning is probably the one that I like the most. Now, the guy who I think might have the highest ceiling is Levis because he really... He's run a little bit. He had a nice uh, scamper for a first down in that Monday night football game against the Dolphins. He scrambled four times for 15 yards. I think most importantly, he was able to dial into DeAndre Hopkins down the field. I, I do really like Levis, and, and he gets these two playoff matchups against the Texans, and the Texans don't look like nearly as scary of a matchup as they did you know, two or three weeks ago. So Levis is another strong ad. And then, of course, we got to talk about Joe Flacco. He's at almost a 10 10 a dot on his throws he is launching the ball deep to Njoku to Amari Cooper to Elijah Moore I mean even freaking David Bell is getting in here I think probably the results he's gotten through these first two weeks of him starting 
I mean, definitely, come on. It's a little bit over his head. But I think the the key thing with Flacco compared to Browning, Levis, Minshew, I mean, this guy's got an absolute nails floor because he is hucking the ball so far down the field. Like, I, I just, I would, it would be crazy for him to not get to, you know, 200 passing yards and one touchdown in a given week. So I would rank the quarterbacks who are widely available, Browning first, Levis, Flacco, DeVito, Locke. That I, that I think is, and, and that would be assuming, obviously, that we don't see Geno Smith come back. If Geno gets dropped, he actually is probably a worthwhile pickup. Now we need to move to the running backs. There is a stone-cold smash out there. Ty Chandler was in every down back after Alexander Madison sprained his ankle. He outcarried Kenny and Wangu 9-2 in the game as a whole. And I think the, the most important thing is he ran all the routes, and Wangu was not out there on long down and distance at all. He also gets this matchup against Cincinnati this upcoming week. I, I think Chandler probably, to me, close to like a top 10 running back uh, in, in these spots without Madison. I just don't think Nwangu's going to play very much on offense. We have seen, uh, and, and by the way, with the quarterback stuff going on, you know, Mullins is in, and then he's not, you know, Josh Dobbs starting, but then he's benched. I think they are just going to hand the ball off a ton. Chandler, I, I think he's going to comp actually pretty closely to what we've seen from Zach Moss the uh, the last two weeks. All right. Zamir White. It's crazy. We are finally here for Zamir White season. Josh Jacobs left in the fourth quarter of the Raiders game against Minnesota. They play on Thursday night. Easton Stick is going to be starting that game for the Chargers, so I don't think that game is going to get out of hand. We'll definitely see Amir Abdullah play all the long down the distance. Abdullah ran seven routes, seven routes to White's three routes after Josh Jacobs got hurt. Uh, I mean, the Raiders are a three-point home favorite. Zamir White is going to project for kind of like 12 to 14 points as long as Josh Jacobs is out. This lower body injury initially was listed as a quad. Now he's listed with the knee. Really would not be surprising to me if, if Jacobs just doesn't return this year. Like, what's the point? It's a total loss season for the Raiders. So these are the two guys, Chandler and White, that I think you just ship whatever fab you have left in order to acquire couple more borderline guys. We've got Chase Brown averaging 8.1 yards per touch. He's got 10 touches per game the last two weeks. Now, Joe Mixon obviously is getting all the touches inside the 10-yard line, but Brown, the more explosive player, 92nd percentile, 40. I mean, the guy is just, uh, and he was a total workhorse in college. I wonder if this kind of turns into a Jalen Warren, Najee Harris type split where Joe Mixon is the Najee Harris, Chase Brown is the Jalen Warren. Obviously, we're going to end up drafting Chase Brown too high in uh, in Best Ball Mania 5 next year. I, I think he's probably the best stash who's widely available, needs to be rostered in 12-team leagues. The two Chiefs guys, Jarek McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So initially, Pacheco was not placed on injured reserve because his injury is not considered a long-term issue. But then Andy Reid kind of talked about saying like, oh, well, maybe the IR is possible. You guys know what you're getting from McKinnon. He's getting all the good work, the red zone work. Uh, he is getting all the long down and distance work. And then Clyde Solaire is getting all the shitty between, uh, you know, between the 20s work. Uh, Clyde Solaire got 14 touches. McKinnon got eight in that game against the Bills, but McKinnon got all the good touches. And, um, you know, I think both are kind of low-end running back two starters. Really, the, the thing is, whichever one of them scores a touchdown is the one that is going to pay off in a given week. And if neither score touchdowns, the overall production and points just are not going to be there. 
Moving to the wide receivers, we've got uh, Odell Beckham and Rashad Bateman. Bateman uh, is, you know, just a guy. We're, we're holding on to Bateman. We, you know, I, I don't know if he needs to be. I don't know if he needs to be rostered in 12-team leagues, but I do think that he is is sort of interesting. But Beckham is just like a fantasy starter at this point. He is averaging 13.7 PPR points per game over the last five weeks, 33% targets per route run. He is the deep threat in this offense, and Lamar is just absolutely balling out right now. I, I, think, I think you probably can play Beckham in 12-team leagues, which is not really something that I ever anticipated saying this season. Uh, we've got the two Jaguars guys, Zay Jones and Parker Washington. Washington, uh, I believe, was only targeted twice. Zay Jones was targeted 14 times. I wonder if there's a flipping there, because Zay Jones was targeted 14 times and turned that into 7.9 PPR points. He just He's just not very good, right? I mean, that's just the thing with Zay Jones. So Zay Jones needs to be rostered in every 12-team league. I think Parker Washington... Yeah, you know, I, I'd be putting some $1 claims in for him this week. He was a pretty strong prospect at uh, at Penn State, and I just I do want to be attached to this Jaguars passing game because without Christian Kirk, I would anticipate that Trevor Lawrence will find a binky, and it's not going to be Calvin Ridley. It looked like it was Zay Jones in that loss versus the Browns, but I think results-based business, Zay Jones' results are, are not getting it done. Zay Jones and needs to be rostered. Parker Washington, you know, go with God there. Curtis Samuel, uh, high, super high total this week against the Rams. Should see seven-ish targets. Like, he's fine. Uh, Noah Brown, Xavier Hutchinson, and John Mechie. Tank Dell out for the year. Nico Collins has a calf injury. Unclear if he's going to be able to play this week. They get to play that super pass-funnel Titans defense twice in the fantasy football playoffs. Xavier Hutchinson was actually really uh, kind of a, an intriguing guy at Iowa State. He was like a real volume hog, and that's kind of the role that Iowa State always has. Now, we also have John Mechie, who's like faced a ton of adversity to get back on the field in the NFL. Hutchinson actually led the team in routes run last week. He had 3,000 receiving yards in three seasons at Iowa State, 15 touchdowns. His final season uh, at Iowa State, he had... Almost 1,200 receiving yards. No one else on the team had more than 572. That's the type of guy that we like. I think some $1 claims on those guys could work out for you. Remember, we got Schultz banged up as well. And if you sort of buy the conceit that C.J. Stroud is the sort of quarterback who is going to lift everyone else up in the offense, he can make mediocre guys like the aforementioned Noah Brown relevant in fantasy football. I, I actually think the... I think that the talent bet here is probably Hutchinson. The pedigree bet would be Mechie, and the you know production this season bet would be on Noah Brown. All of them sort of interesting in 12-team leagues. Also, Noah Brown uh, is, has been banged up a couple times as well, a uh, couple times this year as well. The Patriots guys, Parker, Thornton, Smith-Schuster, you just got to see if Demario Douglas is in. Uh, I, I believe he is still not practiced. Greg George and Michael Wilson. We'll see if Michael Wilson is able to return to practice for the Arizona Cardinals. He's been out for, I think, three weeks now. They just had their bye week. If Michael Wilson is not back, Dorch is going to continue to have, you know, that pretty awesome slot low average depth of target. I guess it's not an awesome role. It's a decent role for fantasy, that 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 low average depth of target role. 
The tight end position, I mean, obviously check. Make sure Isaiah Likely is rostered in your league. Check and see if Darren Waller is rostered in your league. Uh, he, he might be coming back from his stint, uh, his stint out injured here relatively soon. Same for Greg Dulcich. Tucker Craft plays pretty much every single down for the Green Bay Packers. I, I don't know if he's any good, but the role has been pretty decent. He had a, a, an okay game on Monday night against the Giants. Dawson Knox came back off of the short-term IR for the Bills. He only played 47% of the snaps. He was targeted three times. His playing time is probably going to scale up. We'll see a little bit less Kincaid, a lot less Shakir and Sherfield. Brevin Jordan, top 15-ish tight end in spots where uh, you know Dalton Schultz is going to be out. And again, just like a total nightmare game for the Texans against the Jets. Don't expect too many more games like that. If Demario Douglas remains out, Hunter Henry coming off the two-touchdown game, sort of interesting there. Kate Otten, you guys know the deal. Guy freaking plays every single down. He's basically Tucker Craft, but on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Tanner Hudson, again, 10 routes, three targets. This guy's like going to break all the targets per route run metrics. Uh, that is going to do it for us this week on the Waiver Wire Show here at Sports Grid. Hope that was useful. Hope that was helpful. Good luck to all of you in your fantasy football playoffs. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.